0: It is the Albany Empire pregame show. A little bit different on this final weekend of the regular season. Why do we say it's a little bit different? Well, you don't see team president Jeff Levac as we leave this off. He is under the weather today. It's the Albany Empire broadcast team. Guys, Tom Gaslowski with you, Andrew Santillo on your right, if you're watching on our visual side. We've got Ryan McCarthy coming up who covers the team for Godzilla Media. We've got Zach Kyleman from Inside the Walls. All those people coming up first. But before we get to Andrew Santillo to preview this upcoming game, we want to tell you about the people that make this show possible. We're talking about Mohawk Honda. Selection is king this summer at Mohawk Honda. If you're looking to trade it in your vehicle, you're looking to stop in and find out exactly what type of car you want. Think about this. The car you bought before, you can actually trade it in for maybe the same exact price you paid for it years ago. That's the deal going on at Mohawk Honda right now Glenville, New York. Say what's up to Greg Johnson, Cam McKenna. Brian McKenna, Lindsay and all the fantastic people that are at Mohawk Honda, wherever you're watching this from East Greenbush to Glenville to Saratoga, anywhere. If you're an Albany empire fan, we tell you, please go out, continue to support Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet. Shout out to them as well in Malta. Proud sponsors of the first down during empire yeah, home yeah. games, the Mohawk Honda family, Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right, Andrew Santillo, uh, before we preview this game, let, let's recap a little bit. Last game, battle between the Empire and the Orlando Predators. You and I in that broadcast kind of felt the same way. That second half in that first half felt like two completely different games for both teams, both Albany and Orlando.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, uh, you know, it was a 41-40 game at halftime, Um, basically a shootout. You know, you're thinking last team with the ball maybe wins the game. Um, And then, you know, Coach Manas went in there. They made a few adjustments um, you know, tightened up on defense and didn't allow, um, you know, allowed one, I think offensive touchdown in the, uh, in the second half, but it was like very late in the game Orlando only scored two touchdowns. They had the one defensive touchdown in the second half, Albany kept running with the, with the offense. And it, uh, it leads to the 74 53 victory, you know, a convincing win. It's what Albany needed to do. Um, you know, they, they thought if they could win two games and get some help, they would put themselves in the position to be the top seed and host throughout the playoffs, um, which as the defending champs, that was the goal. That's what they were, that's, you know, that's what they're looking to accomplish, um, you know, and, and another, you know, add another check Mark, um, you know, to the list for coach Manas because they come into the final week here, um, you know, the last week of the regular season with the, you know, all the scenarios, it can get pretty wild between the four playoff teams, you know, jockeying for those four spots, but, Coach Minas knows and the Albany Empire knows, and their fan base knows if they win, they'll be hosting as you know until they lose. You know, so they, they win today against San Antonio, they'll host the semifinal game. If they win that game, they would host the championship.
0: Simple and easy is that. Win today, you're the top seed. You win the regular season, which is a bragging right in its own right. You get the best overall win percentage. I gotta make sure I catch myself there. Win percentage of the teams this season in the NAL. Uh, especially like I don't know if it's conditioning I don't know if it's just roster setup there's been that theme all season long and this goes all the way back to April of how the Empire roster is constructed in comparison to the teams that we've seen come to MVP arena this season it feels like Albany's got a second gear every single time in the third and fourth quarter and especially the defense because they've been shutting teams down in that second half
1: yeah definitely I mean they, they've certainly gone in and made adjustments I think that's what coach Manas does I mean you know this isn't you know, when you, when you talk about the arena football, you know, you come out, the first team comes down the field and scores a touchdown. You know, if you're playing, you know, division one college football or NFL football, you're watching your team on Sunday, the t- the opposing team gets the ball and drives right down the field and score. You're thinking, Oh God, this is going to be a long day, but arena football, you know, there's going to be 10, 15, 20 touchdowns in a game. So, you know, I, I think coach Manas does a good job of letting the other team show what it's got to offer the first half then at halftime kind of making some adjustments on both sides of the football and then coming out and and you know as you said guys I mean the second halves have been uh you know where they kind of pulled away from teams I mean they've, they've been a lot of close first halves especially at home and then they've been able to pull away um and that I think that's the sign of a good team and and you know we have to remember you know this this Albany team they lost their first game of the year I mean they come in defending champs you know, home game. They lost their first game of the year. They had a three game losing streak kind of in the middle of the year. Um, and here they are seven and four, and they have a chance to win the regular season title for the second year in a row in this league and go in and defend their championship. So, I mean, I think not enough good things can be said about coach Manas and what he's been able to do with his coaching staff and the players and getting them ready. Um, and like you said, it's, it's not about, you know, where you are, in April and May, it's where you are in July and August that's really gonna tell the tale of how this, you know, how this season played out.
0: And it's a true advantage. I know sometimes in professional sports, the home field, the home court, the home ice, whatever you want to call it, when it comes to playoff time, hey, eventually talent will take over. And if you're a good enough team, you can go on the road and win. But in a single elimination, semi-final and final, which is the NAL set up for having that home field advantage, especially with the Albany crowd. It is a significantly big deal, and I know it's like 1-2 Albany's more than likely how this weekend wraps. is going to be a home playoff team, but that top seed, because as you mentioned, that three-game losing streak happens in the middle of the season, any advantage that Albany can get truly matters, and especially in a league like this where you can have a home-field advantage like we've seen this season with the Empire crowd.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you talk about... You know, just with the recent history here with the the team, has they participated in the in the National Arena League? They're three and two this year at home. Both of those losses were to Carolina, and they were both I think eight point losses. If you go back a year ago, the team finished seven and one in the regular season, won two games in the playoffs, so they didn't lose a game at home last year, and they've lost twice this year. But both of those games were very early. I mean, you're talking April and May. um, You know, so those games are are long, long ago. So. You're talking about playing in front of the crowd, and then when you talk about pushing the chips to the to the center of the table here, when you're talking about playoffs, you know you're going to get more fans out there. You know you're talking about a semifinal game. I mean, more fans are going to come out and support this team, and so it, you know it really is a it really is an advantage. And when you talk about playing in a league like this, you know it's important to the teams as well because they want to host these games because they want to put fans in the crowd. And they want to sell those tickets for the championship game. So that, you know, this is important. I mean, as much as Albany would, you know, if you ask Coach Manas, listen, you're going to be the two seed, but you'll be in the championship game. He'd say, okay, you know, let's do it. But if you said, listen, you're going to be the one seed and you're going to be able to put your own fans in the crowd, you know, paying customers in the crowd to host this championship game, you know, he would obviously be like, let's, you know, obviously I want the one seed because we want our crowd. We don't want to have to travel. We've heard, you know, we We've well documented, uh, and I know you have the tra- you know travel issues when you're traveling with you know 20, 30, 40 people trying to get to one airport, you know different airplanes, and one o'clock you know show up at the airport. So traveling is something that you want to certainly avoid, uh, you know, especially because there's delays just for the the common traveler this time of year at airports. So you know you 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 want to avoid traveling, and you want to play in your home your home stadium the rest of the way here.
0: Albany Empire pregame show, 3.30 right now. We're rolling with this coming up at seven o'clock. Andrew and I will be live from MVP Arena, bringing you the call as the Empire host, of the San Antonio Gunslingers. We're going to preview the Gunslingers, what stands out to us, what we think overall with this franchise has done in its rookie season and debut. But before we get to the San Antonio Gunslingers, I think we at least have to touch on what happened in the NAL last week, because, and especially from our perspective, because you and I have three games going at once. The game, of course, we're calling. Then we have two windows open on YouTube. And I'm not going to blame anybody. But the stats that were being fed to us from, an, from another game uh, <laughs> did not list Tommy Grady playing. Although Tommy Grady did play. And he got hurt during the game. So the status of what Tommy Grady could be is surprising to us. You know, 24 hours after the game. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's not, we're not watching the game. We're seeing the stats come in. But to hear that Grady got hurt and the Carolina performance losing effort with some of those additions had just not the impact we thought, which is nice and easy as that. No matter what the seeding is, it feels as if Albany is now no doubt going to be the favorite heading into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you look at Carolina, and it's a perfect example here. We're talking about seven and four Albany looking to ride a winning streak into the postseason. I mean, Carolina was as hot as hot can be. I mean, they were, you know, they were the team. I mean, they had beaten Albany three times, and it looked like they're gonna be the number one seed, you know, without a doubt. I mean, it was like it was basically almost mathematically written. And then Jonathan Bain gets injured, and it just like that, you know, you're trying to fill in an, a quarterback who was basically having an MVP caliber season for the Cobras. So all of a sudden now they're trying to, you know, they're trying to plug and play here with the quarterback. Now they're trying to make some roster additions late as, you know, as the postseason is right here on the doorstep. So, I, yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, I think Albany goes in, even if they're not the one seed, I think as the defending champions, uh, you know, I think they're the, they're the team to beat, right? You're the champs until someone takes it away from you. So I think they would be the favorite, especially if they win and they're the number one seed trying to defend their title at home. Let's
0: get into the San Antonio gunslingers, a team we've seen from different spots. But uh, I've been told, by the way, a little surprise for you. The San Antonio crew is coming to Albany. So the broadcast team allegedly is going to be like a few rows behind us. So this is our first time, I think, in two years we're going to have conflicting broadcast teams. Who knows? Maybe at one point we'll put the cowboy hat on. We'll hop on the San Antonio. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, watching this team, what stands out to you as you prep for the call later this evening?
1: Sure. So, you know, this is the, their first season, right. Inaugural season for the gunslingers. They joined the league. Um, You know, got off to a rough start in terms of wins and losses, Um, you know, 0 and 5 to start the year. But if you look as of late, they are one of the hottest teams, including beating, uh, beating Albany, although they've split the two season meetings, uh, but including a win down at San Antonio against, against the empire. So they've won four of their last six games. They're not going to the playoffs, but they've got a quarterback in Robert Kent, who leads the league in passing yards? Um, you know he's he's over two thousand passing yards, close to twenty three hundred passing yards, fifty eight touchdowns. So I mean they've put up offensive numbers. So this is a gunslinger team that is going to come in. You know obviously the, in leagues like this, you know you're not going to the postseason. This is going to be the last game. So it'll be interesting to see. It's on the road. So. You know, is everybody here? Are they all bought in for the last week when you don't have a playoff? You know, you're not fighting for a playoff spot. But when you look at them on paper, you know, they've been one of the hottest teams in the league uh, over the last month, and they've got a quarterback who can sling it. I mean, he can throw the ball all over the field. Um, And so it's been a good addition, I think, to the league to have a team from Texas. So you're kind of branching out across the United States. Um, I know it's been a tough travel uh, destination for the Empire when the two times they've had to go down there so far this season, it's been a little challenging. It's the furthest road trip uh, of you know of the of the league. The way that obviously the map is laid out, um, but I think you know having them having them come here, we haven't seen them play. You know this is their inaugural season, so their first trip to Albany. So I'm excited to see what they have to offer, um, and it should be. I, I, I'm expecting a good game again. San Antonio's played these two these two games have been really close. Um, so, I, I, you know, I expect none, nothing, you know, nothing different the third time around.
0: And especially with a team that has just one week left in the regular season, they still do have things to play for. You know, like this San Antonio organization and this franchise is going to be looking to say who's going to be a part of our 2023 roster. We've seen it happen before where if you play good in one city, everybody becomes a free agent the following season. Albany, Carolina, Columbus can look at some of the players who stood out and said, hey, we want to bring those guys over to our franchise for 2023. So it's an audition every single week, whether it's July, whether it's May, that stuff still really does matter for everybody going forward and anybody who can make some contributions on the field today. I I think you and I are kind of in the same window on this, but I still have to ask it. If Albany gets a lead in the second half, so let's say it's 14 points, 20 points, I I don't know if Coach Manas is going to pull back. Like I just I just haven't seen any signs of that. I know that was a storyline post-bye week of Trayvon Shorts, of his carries were going to get eliminated. It doesn't seem like pull back the horses, I guess, pun intended here with the Texas team coming in. That, that I just don't see that as a second-half storyline, unless you see something that maybe could potentially have the Empire prep for next week's semifinal game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can think of, and I, I tend to agree with you, is that if they have things um, – you know, that they're looking to, you know, keep under wraps, you know what I mean? Not, uh, you know, not display everything, not tip their hand, if you will, for, you know, if this game were to get out of hand, I could see them maybe keeping some things, uh, you know, up, up, their, up their sleeve, so to speak, you know, for the semifinal game and not, you know, maybe not running, maybe running some things we haven't seen to make, you know, put some things on tape that maybe another team will have to plan for next week. But I, you're right, I don't see them, uh, you know, I think coach Manas realizes that, you know, every other team comes in here, you know, they're the defending champs. They want to, you know, San Antonio is four and seven. If they come in here and beat the, the defending champs, you know, that's a great way to end the season. Um, you know? And so I, I think he, he sees that everybody, I think when, when Albany loses, I think coach Manas thinks everybody else gets a little joy around the league. So I, I think he, he knows that everybody's looking at the scoreboard and I think he wants to make sure that his team plays a full four quarters. I want to give some love to
0: Norris because I know Norris just dropped the second time. Markel Wade fitting the ball out today. Markel Wade's awesome. I yeah. Look, he he wants some feedback on Markel Wade. Andrew said until I feel like Markel Wade, we've nicknamed him the secret weapon this season.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a guy who got added, you know, mid season, um, you know, kind of came onto the scene. You know, when, when Antoine Grant went down, we were thinking who's going to be that number two receiver, Um, you know, that compliment to Darius Prince. And Markel Wade has been has been phenomenal. I mean, he's even got a couple of interceptions defensively. Um, so he he has certainly played really really well. I mean, he's got 13 tackles, I think, on defense. You know, he's he's put up offensive numbers. I mean, he he has really done a nice job. Um, you know, 31 catches, six receiving touchdowns. So he he's a guy who you know has really made an impact. Uh, you know, since he's been added to the to the team in in mid May.
0: Also. Awesome. Happy birthday to Andrew Santillo. His birthday was yesterday. He does not look a day over 22 years old. So please <laughs> send in those comments via social media, wishing Andrew a very happy birthday. I will surprise you now and tell you there will not be a cake brought up during the broadcast. At all. Okay. There's no type of balloons. There's. I've done nothing. I'm not a good partner. I should have done that during the... Bo, our producer, has got enough to deal with than me. Yeah, to some, some that's true, yeah. That's so that's true.
1: That's right. So, I had plenty of cake and we enjoyed the birthday yesterday. So okay, I'm good. glad we, we got that out of the way. And now we're go, you know fixing on the regular season finale here. Awesome. Well,
0: I will catch you in a few hours. Thank you for doing this. Looking forward
1: to the call as always. And I'll
0: catch you at seven o'clock.
1: Yeah, we'll see you down at the arena. All right. There he goes, right. Andrew
0: Santillo. Albany Empire broadcaster joining us here on the Albany Empire pregame show we've got more guests on the way Ryan McCarthy is going to join us covers the team for Gonzalo Media Zach Heilman joins us for Inside the Walls podcast but before we get to all that we want to give love to the people that make this show possible look at this if you're watching on our visual side hey see that logo right above my left shoulder that's Lillian David Fine Jewelers located on Route 50, the shops of Wilton. If you're looking to buy a ring this upcoming summer, the spot to do it is right there, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. I know from experience because there is my ring right there. Stopped in, said so it up to Alyssa and David, and they helped me through the process of finding that engagement ring for my now wife. Five years ago. Think about that. It's a five-year relationship. Not, not with my wife. We went a little bit further back than that. But with Alyssa and David, the crew, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. So, guys, if it's wedding season for you, And you're going to walk in with a girlfriend, you know the pressure is going to come to make that girlfriend the fiancé and it's going to be wife. If you're looking to make one of those big purchases in your life, one of the biggest. Lily and David Family owned and operated business. Route 50, the Shops of Wilton can help you make that purchase today. Stop in, say hello. Tell me you heard about it from guys from the Albany Empire pregame show to Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Route 50, the Shops of Wilton. So as Andrew said, the playoffs are basically set at this point, right? We've got the four teams that we know are going to be in the playoffs. The Albany Empire are going to be in. The Jacksonville Sharks are going to be in. The Columbus Lions are going to be in. And the Carolina Cobras are going to be in. So we've got four teams we definitely know are going to be a part of the upcoming playoffs. Today, simple and easy, the Albany Empire can make that happen. The Albany Empire can become the top seed in the upcoming playoffs with a victory today. All that could happen. It's amazing to think about where this empire season has gone, where it seemed as if this team could be at times the furthest thing from a home team advantage squad losing some games mid-season. There was even a scenario back in late May and early June of whether or not Albany was actually going to be a playoff team. Things changed. Certain scenarios have happened now where Albany is in a great spot going forward for the remainder of, on the regular season, just one game left. And that postseason run to defend their championships with our Shields. All of those things can happen with Albany coming up. I want to give love to our guy, Trayvon Shorts, because last time during the Albany Empire pregame show, some people might have missed the conversation we had with Trayvon Shorts. the running back now for the Empire, making some big plays and more. We want to share our conversation with Trayvon Shorts, who joined us on the most recent Albany Empire pregame show. So if you missed that, we're going to share our conversation again with Trayvon Shorts plus, again, Ryan McCarthy coming up and Zach Coleman all on the way next. But before we get to those guys, let's give love to our guy Trayvon Shorts who joined us and shared his take on the upcoming Albany Empire playoff run and more Trayvon Shorts here with you.
1: Yeah, we're just
2: focused about what we got to do this weekend. We know if we win this game, then we went out and stuff fall in place. We could get first place, but our focus right now is Orlando.
0: Take us through the bye week. So many different people do different things. When you have that time away from football, what did you do during the bye week?
2: Oh, I got to go back home. I'm from Washington, D.C., so went back home, chill with the family, watched the fireworks, got some home cooking, really stayed off my feet, really chill with my dog.
0: So you did a real bye week. There's some guys who talk about taking a bye week. You legit were like, we'll football off the brain. I need this recharge, so I'm ready yeah. to go for this stretch run.
2: Yeah, but don't get me wrong. So my last game in San Antonio, and I had played both ways the whole game, and I was kind of winning. So when I went home, I've been working out twice a day. But even then, it's still more so just running agility drills, getting my feet right.
0: I've been asking guys like this. Your teammate Dwayne Hollis who's seen stuff like this before and others taking a Brandon C say who's a veteran in this league and others about taking care of that body. And it's almost been a the theme for even before the season. Like, yo, when we hit July and August, your body's going to feel a lot different than all of a sudden April. Do you got any tricks? Something that you've been doing? Like, okay, I know my
2: body's going to be feeling good if I continue to do this and stay healthy. Uh, I actually stay off my feet a lot. Okay. Okay. Uh, so other than Practice in the morning and my little workouts at night. I really just chill in the room, (laughs) chill in my bed. I don't really do too much. Try to stay off my feet because the smallest things could tweak anything. So (laughs) I try to stay relaxed, just calm, calm, cool level headed for real.
0: We hear sometimes that if you're a fantasy football player, you hear this term with coach, just like limit touches, limit what's gonna happen. I feel like it's different for you because you were such an impact player on the field, and I know you're playing both ways and doing all these things. We have not had a discussion yet of them, I'm talking, the coaching staff, limiting your carries for the rest of
2: July, right? No. Okay, good. I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to keep running the ball as hard as I can. It's up to them. They give me the ball, I'm going to do the best I can with it. (laughs)
0: See, I bring that up because I know your coach, Coach J. Rich, has been in a similar spot in his career like you have. He's been able to play defensive, have an impact, offense, have an impact. And I know when I let off this conversation talking about one of the best games ever behind running back in history, the Empire, his eyes might have lit up and be like, you know, I played for the team, right? Like, you know, I got in the end zone a few times here and there. Has mm-hmm. Coach J. Rich given you any advice throughout the season of how you can continue to have the types of plays like you've had so far?
2: Oh, most definitely. He gives me tips all the time. Like, he yeah, has sent me clips. We didn't definitely sat down and watch some of his old clips from when he played with Philly Soul against Albany and when he played with Albany and showed me the, his do's and don'ts. So he showed me plays where he did good and it's the proper steps and how we're supposed to do it. And he showed me plays what happened when he don't do the proper steps. And he missed the, he missed the block or ended up not hitting that touchdown or something like that. So, you know, he's he a man. Yeah, he's definitely a good guy.
0: Yes, Coach J. Rich, we love him, we appreciate him. All right, we love to end these conversations on the pregame show, giving you the opportunity to tell the Capital Region sports fans, the fans here in Albany, New York, why this Saturday night at 7 o'clock, they got to come out to the MVP and read to support you guys. Tell them why they got to be a part of the the big party on Saturday night to watch you and your teammates take the field.
2: Oh, yeah, this definitely should be one of the most exciting games of the year and one of the most packed games of the year. I've been really excited. I've been going around town this week i've been helping out with the high school i've been working some camps so I, I know i got a good little crowd coming to the game this week so and uh, i've been feeling good I'm, I'm feeling fresh i don't feel like how you were talking about the the end of the season injuries like i'm feeling good like i'm 100 fresh as a daisy like ready to go i'm excited for these last few games you know what? I told you that was gonna be the last question. You gave me a follow up though. So, are we hearing about potentially
0: coaching the future for you? Like you're t- What do they call you? Coach Shorts? What's going on now? I like hearing <laughs> the story.
2: Yeah, so uh, I've been working out with the. Uh, I've been actually running this camp, and one of the coaches from the camp, coach at Albany High, and I've been talking to them. So I, you might see me out there in the coaching staff. I don't know yet. I might. Like, I might step out there with Albany High this year. They got a good little program. It's looking nice out there. Okay, so we got a little
0: bit of breaking news here. Maybe Albany High, Trayvon Shorts. September, Thanks. October, if all of a sudden the TV cameras start going on the sidelines and they're looking for you, we are going to know why. Because an Albany Empire player, in the tips and everything, he's learned at the professional level is coming to the 518 in the Capital Region Section 2. All those yeah. good things. Trayvon Shorts, you can see him carrying the football. Saturday coming up, 7 o'clock kickoff set at the NVP Arena. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate you
1: doing this and best of luck this Saturday.
2: No problem. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Game show continues to roll on here. Before we bring in our guest, Brian McCarthy, we want to tell you about the people that make this show possible. Like our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy, it is getting hot in upstate New York. It's getting hot in the capital region. Now it's your time to get a new AC unit. Stop over to Sixth Avenue in Troy, and that is the home of Johnstone Supply in Troy. They've been helping the capital region for years. Now they can help you find that new AC unit, that air conditioning through Fujitsu, Duckless Spitz, the John Goodman. John could be an AC unit. All right. Yeah. Shout out to our guy, Tom, for giving that to us. George and Kevin, James, and everybody over there. Fish, shout out to him as well. You call and say, Hey, I heard about it on the Albany Empire pregame show. We heard about it from Levac and Gaz, Gonzalo Media, Johnstone Supply in Troy, Sixth Avenue in Troy. Check him out on Facebook as well. If you're watching us on Facebook, just head over to Johnstone Supply NY. Give them a like, leave him a comment. Say, Hey, we heard about you from the Albany Empire. We'll appreciate that as well. Trust us, whatever it might be in your home that you're looking to change, Johnstone Supply and Troy can do that. Give them a all today. 518-272-5922. 518-272-5922. That is Johnstone Supply and Troy. Proud sponsor of the Albany Empire pregame show. Here's a guy that we love. He follows the team. He does that that dance, which I believe was
3: riding a motorcycle, I, I, or... I do it poorly, but I still I try. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what that dance was. I'm tra- I think I, it's this, I think I don't know what it's called, but I think it's called the scooter. The scooter. That's why I call it. I call it the scooter.
0: Oh man, we're hopefully someone younger than us can remember the name of that. It was Soldier Boy. I think it was a Soldier Boy dance you were doing there. She sure. is Ryan McCarthy. Godzilla <laughs> Media covers the NAL, host of the No Credentials Required podcast, and all those great things. Uh, right, I'm kind of giving you the, the stage here of kind of like recapping what we've seen in the regular season from the Albany Empire going back from May to where we stand now for the Empire, a win away from clinching the home turf, I'm going to call it now, the home turf advantage coming up. Oh, how have you seen this team evolve from game one of the season inside MVP Arena to the team we're about to watch hours from now kick off for a chance to win a regular season championship?
3: I will just say that adversity is their friend. They went through some peaks and valleys and they're starting to get to the peak. And it seemed like every time after an Empire win this season at home, when I talked to Coach Manas, someone would ask, Are, have we seen Albany Empire football yet? And he says, we're not there yet. And now we're at game, what, 12 this season, uh, the home the home closer. And I think we're just on the cusp of seeing the Albany Empire, like true Albany Empire football, of what it it had the potential to be throughout this year. And I think we're just about to see it. We're just about to see it coming through as we come into the playoffs, as the Empire looking to clinch home field or home turf for the rest of the season. I think we're just about to see true Empire football coming out. We saw it last week in Orlando. If you were were at at the MVP arena, if you watched it on YouTube, I think you're starting to see, what this team is really all about. And I think it's going to be a special team once the playoffs hit.
0: Oh, we can talk a little bit about the stuff that's happened beyond Albany in a few minutes. Uh, I might use that for a guy, Zach Kalman, you know, from inside the walls. He's coming up. I know he's hanging out on hold right now. We will get to Zach in a few. But first, uh, let's talk about Sam Castronova. That has been my favorite storyline of the season. I know that feels like a low-hanging fruit storyline. Oh, guys, you think the quarterback's interesting. That's very good of you. Wow, welcome to football. But yeah. Castronova's story is so good from yes. starting on the bench to then playing fantastic to then getting bench and as we sit here in the final week of the regular season he's in the conversation for the MVP of the league mm-hmm. Sam Castronova's story seems so unique to any Albany Empire player
3: we've seen over the past 4 years in the franchise yeah his story is just tremendous i, mean, I remember him last year playing with carolina and he was absolutely he looked he didn't look like he did this year like it's they're two different quarterbacks. There's they're two different quarterbacks. He didn't, I don't think he played the entire season with the Cobras. I think he was replaced by another quarterback just around the time the playoffs started. But this year has been in a tremendous turnaround for Sam Castronova. You're seeing him kind of, kind of grow up, grow into this guy who is, who's back. As you mentioned, guys, he was a backup to start the season. Mike faithful was the starter this year. And all of a sudden Castro was kind of uh, being pushed into the limelight. And he's, He's running with it, literally and figuratively, with his legs, with his arm. It's a spe- It's been a special season for, for one slaying Sam Castronova, the supernova, as uh, as, Le- as uh, our friend LeVac calls him. But I think he's definitely in contention for that MVP, sp- most valuable player spot in the Arena Football League. He could, he's certainly in contention for offensive, offensive Player of the Year, for sure. As for MVP, I definitely put him in the conversation with the year he's had. So uh, just to see him from bench warmer to starter, and now potentially being MVP, it's been a really special, it's been special to see what he's been doing throughout the course of the year. And, and you hear him talk about his guys, you know, Prince, the, the wide receivers he has, all the experience he has with, with Prince and Hollis. And now Aaron Washa as well, who was a, who was also an arena football alum to hear him to hear him talk about them. in such a, it's such a grand light just shows you how much he's grown as a player. And Hopefully he wins MVP and hopefully he's in consideration for, for at least offensive player of the year for sure.
0: So this question I'm about to ask I couldn't ask Andrew Santillo of the broadcast team because YouTube comments would just litter the entire broadcast of
3: is there a preferred opponent yeah. for guys all never wins? never yeah. look at the comments section. Just <laughs> never <laughs> just <laughs>
0: Right. I, will, I will i'm just that. i'm just kidding no, just, no no it is no it's a very no. it's a scary place on youtube looking it's at a very comments. scary place don't on YouTube forget <laughs> if you don't like if, if you don't like this answer by ryan his twitter again is at who is ryan mcc That's it's right, right there
1: you can come find me
0: nasty youtube comments okay so what team if you're an empire <laughs> fan are you rooting to see in that first round playoff matchup? carolina really why
3: is carolina. that because they've been skunked by them all season and every every game, every game has been a one possession game. It, it, it it's a one score game. Every every game you look at the scoreline is close. They they lost by eight, and they lose by I think I think lost by six in the next game. Then they they lose by a field goal at Carolina. You're zero and three against Carolina this this season. You want Carolina to not only lose out, but you also want them to uh, you want them to you want to face them. You want you want a piece of them. This is a team that you haven't beaten all season long. And that's that if, that if that if in the back of your head, that's gnawing at you if you're a player. If you haven't been in a team all year long, that's it's just it, in the back of your head, it's just say, come on, we want them, we want them. We're so good, we're so close to being the team we are. We are much so, we're such a different team than we were six weeks ago when we last played them. I want a piece of them again. we can beat these guys. That's and that's if I'm an empire player, if I'm an empire player, that's who I want. I want Carolina.
0: It's a fantastic answer. I guess my initial instincts to that answer was, oh, you as an Albany. Uh, supporter, we'll call it, a, a person who covers the team, want to see some of these former Empire players return to MVP Arena because that's a great storyline. Now, I know Tommy you yeah. got hurt, and there's others there, but there is something to that story that if it ends up being Carolina and whoever it might be, whether it be Malachi Jones or Joe Hills or whoever taking the yeah. field, that's the storyline in itself. And if we flip across the league now, like that's now become the biggest storyline of the league. With no disrespect to Mason Espinosa, that's going to be talked about coming up here in a little bit, that he's back. Yeah but the signings of the empire players who are now Carolina Cobras and an injury has completely shaken up the league again for what three weeks in a row. Something huge has happened. Yeah. And yeah. now we stand with this and that would have been a huge part of this Carolina matchup. If it happens in the semis.
3: Yeah. And this Albany empire defensive backfield with has been it is miles away from what they were, what they have been from season from the start of the season back in April, Kenny Veal and, uh, now Marvin Ross have solidified that that defensive backfield, and it's it's showing they've they've got Marvin Ross had a pick six last week, and Veal had a pick six against Carolina. Uh, the last time they played they, they played Carolina in uh, MVP Arena, having those two guys in their, in their defensive backfield going up against Titans like Malachi Jones and Joe Hill potentially is it's such it's gonna be such a good story it's, it's the fu- it's the championship before the championship game which would which would be so awesome and i i'm just, I'm just i would love to see uh, that of course that narrative of x empire guys coming to play in albany again is a huge thing but those guys have like only two what two weeks under their belt before they come to albany and play in albany again so I kind, of, kind of wonder what kind of game shape they're in. I obviously I, with all due respect to Malachi Jones, I know him personally. He's always going to be in play. He's always going to be playing shape. Always going to be in playing shape. I don't know what Joe Hills looks like since what 2019 was the last time he played in an arena league. So, and of course, Tommy Grady, one of the greatest arena quarterbacks of all time. I don't know what kind of condition he's in for a potential matchup against the Empire. But it'll be it'll be so fascinating just to see what Carolina can put up in front of Albany and what Albany can take. And I think I think with with Veal and with Hollis in the backfield and uh, Marvin Ross, this team is is going be a completely different land. It's gonna be a completely different game than what what than what it has been the last three the first three games of the season against Carolina
0: now, if you're looking for Ryan McCarthy behind the boards, he is not behind the boards today. He is not sick, like our pal Jeff Levac. He is fine. He had a prior engagement. So you will not see him today, but give us a prediction before you go. I know you gotta head off quick. Give us a little prediction
3: of what you think is gonna happen to this matchup between the Empire and the Gunslingers this evening. Yo, you know, South, South South, oh gosh, San Antonio, they're such a for a team that with the record they have, they're scrappy. They're they're gonna they're gonna punch you, they're gonna punch them in the face. They're gonna come right back at you with a punch in the face, too. So I expect a close game at least to the first three quarters, but I think Albany with all the experience they have and what they've been through this year. And these guys, these guys play for each other. I don't know if you've noticed on the field. I, I've been at field level. These guys love absolutely. It's, it's ELE. Everybody love everybody. The Jackie moon phrase ELE. Everybody love everybody. Everybody in this team loves everybody and they play for each other. So I think, I think it'll be close for the first three quarters. And I think Albany pulls it out at the end. And they, grab, they grab home turf.
0: There he goes. Ryan McCarthy, no credentials required. Give the and there's my Twitter the handle there at who is, is
3: Ryan McC. Come at me.
0: <laughs> there you go. Be nice. Be nice to him. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right. There you go, Ryan. We got Zach Kalman coming up. But before we get to Zach, we want to tell you about the people that make this show possible, like Northeastern Insurance. Jared Lozier, proud sponsor. Guys, let me do a huge All Empire supporter as well. Look, if you're looking to save some cash this summer, you got the summer road trip coming. The summer vacation. Maybe you just love playing fantasy football. Maybe you just want to play on DraftKings. By the way, promo code 518. We'll have more about that in the upcoming football season. You need to have that expendable income now with inflation and everything else. Save on the insurance policies that you have. Just call them up for a free quote. Hey, I heard about it from gonzalo Media. I heard about it from LeVac Goss. Jared, can you give me a free quote? Northeastern Insurance can do it for you. Email him today. J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com dot com. J-A-R-E-D-L at anymail.com or give him a call or text him you're watching the show just shoot him a text on your phone 518-956-3753 518-956-3753 that is jared lozier's number say where are you at the empire game can i buy you a beer you can do all those things and save yourself some cash with northeastern insurance jared lozier insurance policies your car your home your small business what's important to you he can save you cash. Jared Lozier, Northeastern Insurance. He's been waiting patiently. There he is. It's been too <laughs> long, my friend. Zach Conley, Inside the Walls podcast. Thank you for doing this. I gave probably the shortest notice of anybody in the last year and a half of the Media. I hit you with a DM and said, uh, things have changed in the pregame show. <laughs> uh, LeBec is not feeling well. I'm coming back from vacation, and you were nice enough to answer the call. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate you. How have you been, by the way? Let's, before I get to the questions, how is life at Inside the Walls? It feels like we
4: haven't talked in forever. Well, I'm glad to be on the show. You know, it's short notice, but it happens. You know, we also, unfortunately, do, do have short notice things sometimes, and players, we appreciate a bunch for that, including uh, Darius Prince recently, who came on. Uh, I didn't get to talk to him, unfortunately. I was on vacation in Ireland. Um, but that's that's what's been going on for me. Uh, catching up this week, getting back in the saddle. I want to make sure I'm on, up to speed, of course, with the playoffs, which I did. For being on a trip, I, d- I d- made as much time as possible to keep up with these games. I could not miss any time watching them. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a ride for the last 10 days, but I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that. I'm going to kind of give you that same
0: question I just gave Ryan because it's this final week of the regular season, before we look towards the playoffs and put a bow on the regular season, we should look back and whether it's back to April and May, what has been the storyline, whether it be one or two storylines of this regular season, team coach player moment, what has stood out to you about this regular season of the NAL in 2022?
4: Well, I think you got a few things that are in the NAL and I kind of from last year, this is a borrowed one to me. It's just kind of how rosters evolve over time. Um, free agency market in the National Real League is just nuts uh, in its own right. And I mean, you know, I, I know what happens in the NFL and other leagues. We see pre, we see movement, but with the NAL being at the level it is, movement comes and it will come in waves or droves at times. So I think just seeing some of the signings that have come up in during the season, like, for example, for the Empire, you know, having like Aaron Washer or like Marvin Ross you know, those were mid-season signings that were very impactful. I think, uh, you know, watching the Cobras, how they've had to evolve and change, uh, especially with now with Jonathan Bain being out here uh, in recent weeks. Uh, I also think, like, the Jacksonville Sharks, who have made some of the most crucial moves for themselves to place them in the position that they are as a playoff team, uh, that doesn't come without free agency and kind of learning on the fly. And I think the other storyline is how teams are adapting to Ironman being back. Uh, it's felt like that, you know, the, some of the early season jitters of the substitution referees, uh, the substitutions and making sure that they are accurately being done and that some of the players in positions are being done to where you aren't going to be, you know, kind of left out in the cold, for example, quarterback being one, if you have two injuries of that, who's your third, I think those have been tested and experimented with a lot. Um, Lyman as well, by the way, I remember Zach Brown having to step in a tackle at the end of a. Uh, half earlier this year which you know he he can block he's big enough to do so but it's just kind of one of those things you know iron man we're still getting used to seeing it reintroduced again it's been some time away since it was been in this game but i think we're finally comfortable with it you know i think that this was a challenge for it my third story i guess if i have to add a third one would probably be the ball um just seeing how that process has gone it's no secret anymore the tan ball and the white ball are completely different kicking I know some of us played coy with it earlier in the year, but the truth is that's what it is now. So, um, we'll, for quite frankly, if you can tell, kicks are a little different with the white ball, um, <laughs> and maybe we'll be adjusting at the end of the end of the year, going into next year. But uh, it's a, obviously a strategy for deuces, and things are different. And with teams having reduced amount of uh, balls, especially the uh, the tan ones that have the uh, much more of an impact, that's something that affects not only the games, but of course the playoffs in general. Your special teams, uh, completely different story than last year. A lot less scoring off of just kickoffs and even some field goals being affected
0: too. I'm glad you didn't bring up the officials because, like, I'm fatigued with that storyline. I'm sure you. And I you am were, too. Right? Like you, everything else you brought up can be fixed or kept the same. If it feels like it's the benefit for the league or a negative for the league, you sit down with owners, like whoever it is, says, "Okay, this was good." This you can't do anything about the officials. So I, I just, mm-hmm. I just toss it out there, like can we just stop is I guess my question like because I know it's a storyline every week but there's no point of constantly going it's going to drive guys like you and I who cover the league insane if we do it every single
4: Monday Tuesday whenever you do the recaps right and I'll be honest with you guys I had a nice sit down with Joe Clarkson who Ed's officiating with the NAL it's a tough spot especially the NAL being what arena football that is being a niche sport as it is remember you're getting guys that are used to outdoor football which is it's no secret. It's the majority of the game that we play, you know, so having guys, not all of them used to or not all of them being as I would say expertise automatically, you know, having to, as you say, flip a different hat all the time. It, it does affect it. That, that is getting better. And I, I got a, and that talk I had with him, I think it was now three weeks ago. I had a conversation about an hour and a half with him. Um, there's already things that are mechanisms in place the league's looking into next year to adapt that. So I, I've kind of started moving away because I also think that, you know, some of the stresses of this year are going to get addressed. It's just that simple. Um, I, I know I, mean, I know certain, certain coaches, players, you know, I, I get it. But, I mean, we, we all are learning on the fly. Um, and I think that, you know, things will be addressed. I, I, like I said, Joe made it very clear that there are some things that they want to just go into the off season and adjust. But I think that they have solid crews leading into the playoffs that we shouldn't, I don't think it'll be a discussion point. I hope it's not. I really don't want to talk about it more on the show. Cause I already, me and Jim already had our own little side rant and that's what led to the conversation with show a little bit. Um, but I don't want to talk about it as much. I hope that's not the case. I don't think it will be. I really
0: don't. I'm happy to hear that. That's good stuff. Talk about actual football plays. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. And we know the four, we know the four playoff teams all jacksonville columbus carolina taking a step back from a league perspective what is the best semi-final round what could it look like this team versus this team this team versus this team is the best for the league if it's what
1: Mm,
4: if you you just want me to give me my favorite matchups like if i wanted to see this um yes well i'll tell you because i really want i mean honestly i really want another columbus jacksonville matchup the i mean they did have that one clunker in Jacksonville earlier this year, but the two games that were in Columbus were stout, were at least really high-quality, to me, high-quality and explosive games. One, I mean, the beginning of the season ended in overtime out there in Columbus. And that adding in the fact that Arvell Nelson versus Mason Espinosa is a matchup on paper I want as, in terms of QBs, Arvell being, of course, an Arena Bowl MVP himself. And Mason Espinosa, what else can you say? Guy's had, guy has so many accolades in the NAL at this point, the fact that he's able to return to play in the game again this late in the season. Ooh, the drama, I tell you. it's It just adds a little bit. I want that matchup. And then quite frankly, you know, the Cobra is an empire. That would leave the other one. Um, I want to watch that because how much can can Coach Resignalo get this roster adjusted to play Albany, who has been getting, to me, overall better as the season's gone on? Um, and a lot of that comes down to, well, his former quarterback, Sam Castronova, on the opposite side, who – you know, I, I'll i be frank, I didn't see this performance coming out of him this year, but I got to give props to the Empire, especially Damon Ware, for getting that offense set up to where Sam can succeed in it. He can move out of the pocket. He can be mobile. He can deliver dimes on the fly to some of these receivers. I want to see if the, see the Empire get, you know, that fourth match. And quite frankly, to me, Malik Henry getting another shot to prove people that maybe he can uh, step up to the plate. Because I know people in Jacksonville, no offense, but some, of the, some people in Jacksonville, you know, they saw what he, he's capable of. He's very boomer bust, in my opinion. Um, and I think that he is capable of going off. So if you get him on a hot night, um, that could be leading for some sparks. And we're talking like something like uh, how Columbus and San Antonio two weeks ago were dropping 70 points each. I think that's capable if you get Malik Henry on a hot night like that. Uh, and defensively, I think these two teams match up pretty well to where it's going to come down to whoever makes the most plays, at least gets one or two turnovers, or – Sw- switches up the possession game on a four and out but that's kind of how I want it I-, I think Columbus and Jacksonville to me is the one I want to see again really badly and Columbus getting to host them is what I want to see specifically.
0: specific oh I-, I like that I know you guys are tight with Mason Espinosa he's been one of the best guests on inside the walls he's continued to show the career and look that was the storyline of the season like when he stepped away to coach that was Shaking up the entire league, it was was, right? Like Columbus was the favorite at that point, he could consider to win the league. He steps aside, he is now back. I don't want to call it underrated because it's just been one game, but there's a weird feeling of Columbus is danger, is it mystery? It's the hardest team to describe so. It feels as if from my end, again, I'm here in upstate New York, that Albany is the favorite <laughs> and it could be the top seed. But this Mason Espinosa storyline in Columbus is intriguing. All the adjectives that you want to describe what's going on there with the Lions.
4: Yes. I mean, Mason Espinosa's return, I think, just it flips the league's standings here and the playoff asp- aspirations for teams on its head. And really, I mean, the beginning of the year, you know, it was – Quite the storyline. You know, Mason's going off. He still, by the way, is hired on as the offensive coordinator for DePaul University over here in Green Cat over here in uh, Greencastle, Indiana, nearby where I live in Indianapolis. Um, and so he's out there doing that that position. I guess they found time to work to work a schedule, and now he's getting to play again. And so, okay, you have you know an NAL MVP quarterback coming back for a team that defensively has been the best arguably in the league. They still have best point they still are the have held teams to the least amount of points on average per contest um you know there's been times that i think offensively they they could really have a better record if they had a quarterback and not had to flip the quarterback situation on the fly with darren daniels to start the year uh and then of course they've gone from daniel southwick daniel smith had had some solid starts but if mason's back and he was on the roster this whole time why not take him back and get him acclimated and go run for a championship for the lions and I think defensively, the Lions are what scare me the most for any team that's facing them in these playoffs. Uh, if you add Mason in, who can stabilize the offense and put it up to a level where it can take on any one of these four, three play, other three playoff teams on the fly, that defense is what really, really freaks me out for anyone that has to go against the Lions. Because I'll be honest, Dame, Dame Daniels and their and their crew out there, and he's playing out there by the by the way too. So that's even that's even fun, more amazing to me. Um, I would really want to be sure that if I got Columbus, um, my guys understand that you have to come with an aggressive nature and you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta beat them at the line. You gotta play some rough ball. Cause these guys do, these guys do stop you at the line. These guys get aggressive. These guys slow teams down. You know, it, it, Columbus is definitely one that I am afraid of for anyone that plays because now all, all three phases, arguably, or at least the two that matter the most this year compared to what the ball's going on with the third they're really scary to me
0: seven o'clock kickoff set inside nvp arena albany empire host the san antonio gunslingers albany wins are the top seat overall in the upcoming nal playoffs could empire fans be nervous early in this game could the gunslingers close out the season with a victory what should Ooh. empire fans know about this gunslinger team the first time this
4: franchise has stepped foot in the capital region of new york tonight San Antonio has been also an example of a team that has evolved quite a bit since their first iteration. When they got Robert Kent in um, early in the year, they had to get him a, they had to get him acclimated in there and they had to get a few more pieces around him. Phil Barnett, former Empire receiver himself, coming back to the Gunslingers has been a massive boost for them because of the fact that, you know their own talent, Clear Rashad, who has been on the roster since the beginning, really has been a star since the beginning of the season, he gets to be opened up on the other side. So the fact that you have Robert Kent getting now two weapons, you can throw to either one. Defenses have to be accommodating for either one of these guys on that side of the field. And defensively, the gunslingers have gotten a lot better this year. Uh, Someone I would be watching out for, especially today with Sam Castronova, if you watch last week, remember, Arvell Nelson's also a mobile QB. Uh, they did a really good job slowing him down, getting some sacks, getting him in a tizzy a little bit in the backfield. Justin Alexander feasted last week on the Jacksonville Sharks. I would think if I'm coach Tom Manas, I would be focusing, okay, we can't, we need to give as little pressure as possible for Sam. And honestly, we need to find a way to somehow get one of these two star receivers jammed, jam, either jammed at the line or slow them down to where you can't get them behind you too much. Because I'll tell you, If San Antonio plays a clean game, this is going to be a shootout really quick because the Gunslingers, when they're on their A game, they can take on any team in the NAL. Thing is, they evolved a lot. They started 0-5, but that 0-5 start, it does not reflect what this Gunslingers team is right now. And I would be, you know, with nothing to lose now, I'd be a little worried.
0: By the way, that first win for San Antonio against Albany in Texas earlier this season. Zach Kyleman, make sure to give him a follow on social media. Make sure to download, subscribe, rate, review, just like no credentials required. Another podcast friend for Inside the Walls podcast. Their playoff coverage starts next week. Zach, appreciate the time. I'm sure your phone, your DM, something's going to light up again here come playoff time. Thank you for doing this on short notice and keep up the great
4: work as always. Much appreciate. You keep the good work as well. I wish you the best for the Empire as well as the rest of the NAL. It's going to be a fun playoffs, guys. If if you're listening in, whether you're an Empire fan or not, you should be excited for the four teams, are in because there's going to be fireworks.
0: There he goes. Our guy Zach, man, appreciate you. We're just a few hours away from kickoff. Don't forget, whether it's San Antonio games in the future, next season, Columbus, other playoff games, Albany Empire games, SPAC, concerts, Syracuse Orange games, SeatGeek.com is your place. This summer, this fall, if you want tickets, how about any ticket purchase over $50? You get $20 off your order by using the promo code GAZ, G-O-Z. You're buying tickets in the summer and fall. Use SeatGeek.com, your place. Sport events, concerts, and more. SeatGeek.com is the place. First purchase over $50, $20 off your order when you use the promo code GAZ. That's G-O-Z. Catch you on the broadcast seven o'clock. This has been the Albany Empire pregame show. Kickoff set for seven o'clock inside the NVP Arena. If you want to get tickets, head over to the Albany Empire box office or head over to albanyempirenal.com. Catch it a little bit.